There was something unique about the air on Innistrad. Maybe it was the horrors the trees had witnessed there, here. The blood that washed the soil on which they fed their thirsty roots. The bones that littered the riverbeds. But the air of this plain was like no other. Ren and Six took a step, one of their last together, and put their massive foot down on the soil of Innistrad, deep within the Kessig Forest. This was near the place where they had met for the first time. Lightning recap in Tangles by Sean and McGuire. Two magical beings help each other out in difficult times. You've got a little time, 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 time. We've got a little podcast, guest, guest, guest. This is Short Story Short Podcast, the podcast that is for you and only you. We do this for you. Just for you and no one else. Yes. And you know what we did for you this week? We, we read a story for you. You. Oh, my God. We never do that. No, no. <laughs> what story should that have been? That story uh, should have been and in fact was Tangles by Seanan McGuire. Now, this is a story that if you are not a fan of fantasy, you are probably going to have a hard time with it. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, it is. It is pretty just direct fantasy. Written also writes under Mira Grant and uh, oddly John Scalzi. Also, she is John Scalzi. Uh, very <laughs> that. But is one of the most successful and wide ranging writers in the fantasy and science fiction genre. We've seen wonderful things. The October Day series, which is which is pretty good. Uh, we have what I consider one of the great, the uh, is it Bloodlines, where she was uh, writing about zombies and feed, and there were other books from that. But a series of great novels, dozens of great short stories, and this is the first thing I've ever read published by Magic the Gathering. Same, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not my go-to for short stories usually. I didn't, I was kind of surprised by that. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and I think there's actually a very interesting aspect to that, is that when you have a publisher publishing something that you wouldn't normally associate with genre fiction, even if you should, it can throw you for a bit of a loop. The best example before this one I could think of was there's an author named Werner Vinge, who is fantastic, uh, excellent science fiction writer, uh, very short, bald, nice guy. Um, but he had a story published in IEEE Spectrum, a uh, computer <laughs> operator group, uh, the International Order of Electrical Engineers or something like that. Um, and it's very much, you know, it's a venue where you're not expecting to find this even though it was like super hard science fiction stuff. Here, you know, you should expect, you know, oh, I'm looking for great uh, storytelling because Magic the Gathering is sort of telling a story as you play it. But when you look at the top and you see card database as one of the options, <laughs> <laughs> it, becomes, it becomes interesting. You know what you're getting, sort of. You just don't expect to be getting it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I like how you put that. It, it's both, it, it's sort of 
the source here of the story plays with your expectations more than publication normally does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is also a very good call to all of you companies that have uh, things you're doing, any sort of IP, get writers writing about it and uh, make it Christy and me. Absolutely, yeah. I really like that idea of, uh, it, it fits well with Magic the Gathering to have this fiction written within the universe to mm-hmm. sort of uh, flesh out the stories more and bring people in more. I, I, I think that's a, it's a smart marketing. And uh, it, it, as long as it remains cohesive with the brand, which I am assuming this does since they published it. <laughs> I have never played Magic the Gathering. I collected the cards for a while because there was this one artist who was always doing these like super cute goth girls uh, <laughs> on the card cover. And I was like, oh, but uh, and then buddies of mine have done cards over the years. Uh, so I have a few of those, but I think one of the interesting aspects to this uh, is the writing itself works. It's very much character and action driven, less than description driven. And that, so again, hear that directly opposite of what we just read the sin of america it is it is more about what happens you get less description partly maybe because you're aware of the world if you're reading this which makes us the wrong people to be reading it but i do feel that it that's not uh, i keep on using this phrase today but that's not a barrier to entry uh, it, that she she manages to overcome that so that the the average fantasy reader who stumbles upon this but it doesn't really isn't well versed in Magic the Gathering can still land on their feet. Yeah, definitely, and that is again, you have to have good writing and Shonda delivers. And I mean, there's some there are a couple of really fun little uh, exchanges here because there's a lot of dialogue which makes me very happy. Um, uh, but this one, which is a set of words, Teferi nodded, pondering. I understand not wishing to admit weakness to a stranger, but it sounds as if you say that without a tree, you will die. I can defend myself, she snapped, the air around her hands grow- growing hazy with heat as she tapped into what mana she had remaining to her. Do not try me, mage. Uh, peace, Diad, he said, peace. And names minus to fairy yours that that sort of exchange and you know and then later noting that it had the cadence of a proverb like wow um, and you could make an argument of fan service here I mean there's all the sort of the mana and you know things like that are sort of like indicating that well these are things that readers would recognize but also is doing it in a way that engages readers because it's wrapped, it's a nugget wrapped in a velvety topping of fun, clear prose. Yeah, and that's gotta be a hard line to walk because you can't veer too far to the side of fan service or else those who aren't fans won't get it. Um, But then you also have to make sure that you're not over explaining 
or, you know, being too much, giving too much to what well, I guess we can call the outsiders, uh, like us, people who are not in, the, in this particular uh, world. And then you risk alienating the fans. <laughs> so <laughs> it definitely is a balancing act. And I, I think she pulls it off. Oh, yeah, I definitely think so. And I think that the ability to do that means two things. One, Shannon has to have a background in Magic the Gathering um, because you have, it's like a souffle. You don't mix it, you fold it so that you get the gentle layers. And then you cook it at 325, but you want to do it in a water bath. Uh, Ideally, I love souffles. Now I'm hungry. Yeah, you make me hungry now. I don't have any souffles, but I, I don't. I've never made one, so that would probably be a mistake, anyhow. <laughs> you all, it, everything has to happen once. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of a lot of things that just don't need to happen. <laughs> Elections, correct. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think stories like this. You have to love a particular type of fantasy. I think what Shannon has managed because she writes really good high fantasy, really good urban fantasy, is that she has a primal understanding of the ability to make a world that is not our own. Yeah, it's and that and that's really vital to those particular genres and subgenres. And I think that it's, it, 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 she makes it look easy, which is the, the, the mark of a pro, you know, because it, I don't know about you, but I feel like it's never easy, even when it looks easy. <laughs> it's easy once you turn on autocorrect. Uh... <laughs> yes, that is uh, the heart and soul of uh, every good piece of fiction is that uh, there are no typos. <laughs> Tell that to Hemingway. Uh, <laughs> the cat, he really likes to hear that sort of thing. It's an affirmation. Um, he, he could use them because he's just something today. He's just something. Oh. Uh, but yes, this, this story does not, it's never boring. It's never, I don't think it falls into bombastic, which this type of fiction is known to do. <laughs> But at the same time, I don't think it's overly subtle. And that, you know, you're you're sort of cutting a very <laughs> narrow swath. Yeah, it's uh again, it's another another balancing act. Like writing this whole story had to have been a balancing act. It may, or, you know, maybe it was one in retrospect. Um, or maybe it just totally came naturally and the words just flowed from her fingers like like wine from a thingy that pours wine that's my that is my favorite bible quote um (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it does that's one of the things is with shannon's work in particular across her whole genre some of it does feel very very natural very very easy and some of it feels very much like it's constructed Mm. and i think actually that is the difference between her fantasy and her science fiction her science fiction feels more construction structural um, I wouldn't say structuralist, but it's there. 
um, there is a scaffold that is being worked with. Whereas here, I feel like things flow more. And I tend to go for her fantasier stuff, but I do have to say, I love all those great science fiction works that she's done. It, I, I just want the, the listeners to know that Chris just sat here just shoving his fingers together as if that would generate the words that he was looking for, as if he could just make them, magic them into existence. Well, I had to tap three mana to get that to work, and it did, so. Well done, well done. Reference. <laughs> Reference. <laughs> yes. Got anything else on this one there, Christy? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, it was a, an interesting ride, and I enjoyed it, and a, an interesting peek into a world that I'm, I'm not super familiar with, so uh, that was uh, definitely worth reading. Yeah, I'm not I am not as familiar with, ma- I am more familiar with magic than I would think I would be, but I also think I'm not very familiar with magic, but I have to say the story was fun. Yes, it was, it was a lot of fun. Excellent. Well, we've got one last Hugo story. Yes, we do. Next week, we will be reading Where Oaken Hearts Do Gather by Sarah Pinsker. Woohoo, Sarah. Um, that's excellent and then after that we're going to take a little break yes we are so we're going to take a summer break because we are summer breakers very much so yes yes well until then this will be short story a short podcast (laughs) 